0: Weekly Lost Podcast episode number two hundred
1: thirty-one. Hey, cool, you
0: fixed it! Don't expect anything. The chances of getting a signal are slim at best. Static's good,
2: right? No. Reception is good. Wait,
0: what's that?
3: It's Russo signal. Oh, crap. But this radio has a
4: wider bandwidth.
0: <laughs> That's what you call a party in a podcast. it! Stop! Do you hear that?
2: Welcome to the weekly lost edition of the Generally Speaking Production Network. Now,
0: here are your hosts, Stephanie and Cliff. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Party in a Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft.
5: I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft.
0: We are here each and every single week, twice a week, bringing to you all lost goodness from the world headquarters of GSPN.TV, the generally speaking production network. And uh, we are going to be giving you the weekend review of the season six, episode three, titled What Kate does
5: that was the episode title
0: it was so yes. stephanie we have a whole jam-packed episode full of lost notes uh to cover tonight very good and i hope that you don't mind reading very some good. of them
5: no I, I don't mind reading at all i have to i have to start off by saying i'm um, okay mad dog in the chat room says i feel like it's sad that i've been waiting for this all day and then Oh, you shouldn't feel sad at all. I'm like, you shouldn't feel sad. What is sad is that for the majority of the day, I had forgotten about it.
0: Oh, Stephanie, that <laughs> you know, just can't okay, be.
5: Excuse me, you forgot I about know. the show airing on Tuesday. I know, I know. I simply forgot that we record tonight. Yeah. We're still not into... You know, into the swing of things, and I've had quite a funky day. You have, and I had to put on a hoodie because I've yet to get out of my pajamas.
0: <laughs> that is so funny.
5: And since it's time to get back into my pajamas, I figured, you know, I'll just cover them up, right?
0: So, that, and hey, you know what? I just so happens I have the camera angle just a whole neck up you, thing I know you can just
5: see you can just see my sweatshirt and but here's the the thing is is that I have finally come to work in my pajamas it's see awesome. isn't it
0: awesome working for yourself it is ah too funny well hey we are here to give you the weekend review of what Kate does and what's really great about this is really it's the community it's what you guys think about this episode so we give you the initial reaction we already
5: shared what we thought about it exactly we give you the
0: initial reaction when we come on the weekend sometimes we give you some additional thoughts maybe some insights but it's mostly what the the community has to say and uh we're gonna just kick things off here and we're gonna turn in and immediately go and get some listener feedback
2: yes colonel lock this line secure
0: line secure go ahead
2: Cliff, Stephanie, Toy. This
1: is Michelle from Texas. This is Kim from Indiana.
2: Josh from California.
1: Jennifer from Florida. Sam in Tucson. Kimberly from California.
2: Paul in Memphis, Tennessee. Listener feedback. Target areas acquired. We are a go. Roger that. Hey, Cliff and Stephanie. It's Maggie, and I'm calling for the Lost Podcast. Um,
6: this is something that i noticed in. What Kate did, and I haven't heard anywhere else the, the reference to it. So when um, Arnt had dropped his uh, luggage in the road, and the cab was going to p- kind of waiting for him, and then going to run him over, he yelled, "Hey, I'm walking here!" And that is a reference to a movie called Midnight Cowboy that was released in the '70s. It's with John Voight and Dustin Hoffman. It's one of the first movies that was ever. Or it was a rated X movie because it is inter- it's, well interesting subject matter, um, and basically a male escort kind of thing. But um, but not that way. It sounds worse. But and um, but it won Best Picture. I want to say um, so that's sort of what. And Dustin Hoffman's character almost gets run over by a cab, and he says, "Hey, I'm walking here." But um, I haven't heard that been referenced anywhere else. So just wanted to call that one in. Um, but yeah, no Midnight Cowboy is an interesting movie. It's just it's a, it's a good movie. It's just, yeah, I think it's, I want to say it's rated X. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's just R. Um, so, yeah, just wanted to throw that in for a reference that I'm not sure if anybody else caught or knows about. So, um, can't wait to hear the what more everybody found in this episode. I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.
0: All right. Thank you, Maggie. I have never heard of that movie before. I'm sure that if it was an X rating back then, it's probably something they would just air on television today. Probably. <laughs> 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 I'm certain of it. But anyway, th- thank you very f- much for that. Um, now, I will tell you that some other folks did call in and tell me that there was some other kind of tie-ins or at least some quotes from another movie. Uh, and we will get to that somewhere else in the show notes. Where is it? I thought it was right up front, but I... I oh, here we go. We, oh, okay. we, I'll tell you what. We'll We'll go ahead and do that one next. It is actually from Red Viking 4 who wrote into he says uh basically he says have you seen the empire strikes back reference in the episode tonight when saeed came back from the interrogation and hurley came up to him like a furry creature uh saeed said that the or he said the exact same line that han solo said after he got interrogated by darth vader good show keep up the good work and so here is that line
2: hey okay man Jack,
7: he's
8: back. Say, <clears throat> <sighs> so, yeah. they tortured me.
7: Why?
3: I don't know. They didn't ask me any questions.
0: All right. I don't know. They didn't ask me any questions. That's the, that's the same line that Han right. Solo got. So I would have never caught that. I, I, I like Star Wars, but I, I... Our son
5: would have caught that.
0: Our son definitely would have caught that.
5: <laughs> had, had he paid enough attention last week to have wanted to watch this week's episode.
0: Exactly. Hey, we got another call in from Rick from Wisconsin. He called in about some confirmation that we got in this episode.
9: Hey, this is Rick from Wisconsin calling for the Weekly Lost Podcast, and... Um, i don't didn't feel this week's episode had uh a lot of great reveals, but um somewhat confirmation in a way of the revelation from Dogon to Jack that um, people were brought to the island for a reason i mean that's um, kind of was a theory uh, a while ago, but I thought especially the end of last season when we saw man in black and Jacob sitting on the beach, and they had their little conversation, um, and it seems clear that Jacob had influence bringing these people here, and then we saw him interacting with uh, some of the losties off the island before they came, uh, was more confirmation that the people were drawn there for a reason, so it seems as people in the temple uh, have come at different points in time, different ways, uh, but they're all there for some reason, some overarching greater reason, and I'm hoping that they will explain this reason to us by the end of the season. I'm confident they, they should, um, but I, I think that's interesting. Uh, I'd like to add, and let, I don't know if anyone else has mentioned this, but so it's in the forums. I haven't looked, but uh, Ryan Ozawa on last week's transmission said that the uh, name Dilgan was a historical uh, person who was a founder of a certain branch of Buddhism, I believe it was, that uh, he was familiar with. So it's kind of in keeping with uh, other famous names like John Locke or Jeremy Benson that are uh, characters in the real world, and, and sometimes they use those names on the show, and we kind of wonder the significance of it telling us something about the character. So I, I'm thinking... Uh, was a character from a long time ago that he's been on the island a long time i did have a little problem with some of the things in this episode that uh, didn't seem to stand out as uh, i thought they seemed a little contradictory or hard to swallow um uh, that last week's episode they said saeed couldn't die this week they're going to feed a poison uh last week joven wouldn't speak in english because he didn't like the way it tasted on his tongue this week he, he used quite a bit um I guess maybe he felt it was necessary to use it this week, or it just sped the uh, show along not having the interpreter do everything after he said it all in Spanish, or Japanese. But um kind of bothered me a little bit. I thought it felt inconsistent. And I had a hard time swallowing Kate and uh, Claire getting so close so quickly. But um, it's the the biggest mind-blower of the episode was the very end when we saw the new Rousseau, or I mean, Claire. <laughs> so, hope you enjoy those thoughts. Thanks.
0: Well, I'll tell you what, Rick, thank you very much for all your thoughts there. I did think it was interesting. that The biggest reveal was a confirmation that we're, we were all brought to the island.
5: Well, I thought we knew that already, though. Well,
0: we no. It was a theory that it, you know, that 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 it was not just random act. It was okay. You know, it was. It's been a theory, but this is finally confirmed. It's it's definitely said in the episode. Well, gosh, we were all brought here. All right. So I, I, I'm liking that.
5: All right, and I think that the reason he doesn't understand Kate and Claire getting so close so fast is because he's a dude. Yeah. That that's a woman thing. I d- I is that do. a woman thing? I think so. Because um, I didn't get it
0: either, but th- I guess I'm not a woman either. So yeah,
5: it, it is. It's a woman thing. Um, Kate or er, Claire was looking for someone who would. Claire was looking for support, and in in a way, Kate was too. Mm-hmm. And th- they forged a trust that
0: they bonded under the circumstances. Absolutely.
5: And sometimes that's what we have to do.
0: Exactly. So. And sometimes having a gun and, you know, pretty that much... Helps. It, that it helps. That moves things along. It moves things forward a little <laughs> <Straight>. bit. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> now uh, he mentioned something about Dogen. Um, I just added this to the show notes, so this okay. probably is not going to show up for the folks who are are looking at it right now but uh later if you refresh it'll be there anyway uh and by the way for those of you listening to the podcast at any moment you want to you can just go hop over to gspn.tv slash lost 231 this is episode 231 so gspn.tv forward slash lost 231 it'll take you to the show notes for today's episode anyway chris k wrote in our forum and he says this he says okay i missed the name of the at first uh, but the cool grandmaster's name is Dogen. Once again, it's a name from history. As Dogen was a Buddhist Zen master born in Japan in the year of 1200. Uh, you can find the Wikipedia article here. And, of course, that's linked in the show notes. An interesting writing from Dogen that may apply to lost is, and I'm telling you this is, you try to fo- I'll try to follow it as I say it, or I'll just try to say it straight without messing it up. To study the way is to study the self. To study the self is to forget the self. To forget the self is to be enlightened by all things of the universe. To be enlightened by all things of the universe is to cast off the body and mind of the self as well as those of others. Even the traces of enlightenment are wiped out. And life with traceless enlightenment goes on forever and ever. The forever and ever part makes me think of Jacob and anti-Jacob. And that was written again by Chris K and linked to that discussions in the forum. But anyway, again, names are important. There's no question about that. And they certainly chose that name wisely.
5: Absolutely. But I think that he explained why he was speaking English to Jack this week. Right. I mean, he doesn't like it. Mm-hmm. But in um, th- there were times that he talked to Jack when the interpreter wasn't even in the room. It was, it was necessary. And he said that he only does it to separate himself from those. He leads.
0: Right. Yes. Right. Okay. Yeah.
5: So I, I think that he, he explained that. Yep. That they explained that.
0: Exactly. Alright, so Melanie from Ohio called in with nine minutes of audio feedback for this episode. <laughs> uh, she called once and and she ran out at the five minute mark and called back in and, and almost ran out again. Uh, Melanie, unfortunately ten minutes is a little bit much for us to play in the episode here, but I want to let you know what I've done is, and, and and we value our community's feedback. I mean, it you, you just don't know how much we love hearing from the community. So what I did is I took both audio recordings, both from call Call one and call number two, and I opened them up in an editing software, put them back to back, and I also saved them as an MP3 file. Which, if you go to gspn.tv/slash lost231, Melanie's 10 minutes of audio feedback is available as an mp3 file for you to download okay so unfortunately i just can't play 10 minutes i mean it it, it, okay okay but anyway melanie please call back some more in the future uh and if we can keep them you know about two and a half minutes or less that that would be excellent all right so Jin may be one of them question mark this comes from our great friend jeff spence and he says right before claire shoots aldo and justin justin says that they can't shoot Jin because he's one of them. Uh, to which Auto replies, Jin might be one of them. And so here's the quote.
3: I'm going back to the temple. Yeah, right. It looks like he's alone. Maybe we should take him back. Or maybe we didn't find him alive. Although, no, we can't. He's one
5: of them. He may be one of them. All
0: right. So uh, Jeff's question in the show notes he put in here is one of who? Right. So, Stephanie, uh, do you have any thoughts on this? No. No, own,
5: no, I had I don't I didn't catch that.
0: That question came to me as soon as they said the the phrase one of them. Okay. But the very first thing that popped in my mind is I just assumed he, one of the people on the list. Right. He's he's that, one of them. Okay,
5: so yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Wasn't he on the other But I the but, other,
0: but the no, but the, I don't know. the anyway. reason why I say man that that could be a good question Jeff is because um, what, uh, what's his name? Justin says, he says he might be he one might of them. be one of them. So if, how, how is he uncertain if he's one of them, if the one of them means on the list? But then again, I don't understand. Was Jen ever on that list? I don't, I don't think, think he so. was. I, I, so yeah. I don't know. It's um,
5: a very good question. They, I have no idea.
0: That's what we'll stick with. It's a very good question. If anybody has any thoughts on it, give us a call. eight five nine seven nine five four zero six seven And we'll bring it up again next week. All right, Chris K wrote in the forum. He says this: Josh Holloway's acting in this episode is nothing short of brilliant.
5: Absolutely,
0: he must submit. You know, he must submit this episode for Emmy commit uh, consideration. Consideration. Uh, link to the conversation. So I've got that in the show notes. However, I'm going to disagree with with this with this clip here.
2: don't shoot. Lower your weapons, please. You don't have to do this. He won't hurt your friend.
0: He ain't my friend.
2: Do what you want with him. And anybody else. But me, I'm walking out of here. James. I'm gone. You understand? Please.
4: You have to stay.
0: No, I don't. All right. So, so that I mean, this this part of the show was just a little bit far fetched for me. This is a little weird. Here, he was, he, you know, why? Okay, so there's the, all this commotion going on, right. All right? Everybody's like, nobody's paying attention to James Ford at all. I mean, all eyes are what's going on. Well, wasn't
5: he knocked out? He,
0: no, he was. He was off to the side, and he could okay. have easily oh, snuck away. He could have easily snuck out of the temple. But what does he do? He shoot. He fires a gun and says, "Everybody, I'm leaving."
5: I'm, it's all about drawing attention to himself. How do you not?
0: It's like, Kate, come it's, follow me. There's I don't know. a new
5: sheriff in town. I mean, he <laughs> is an attention getter. That that's who he is.
0: I know. I, know. I So, I think, so
5: what is off about that to you?
0: I just didn't think he needed to, you know, to announce that Did he was he leaving. Need to
5: no, is it character fitting? Absolutely.
0: Right. Right. Although I think what they're talking about is this section here, and of course, and our this great, what, yeah, and and our great friend Jeff actually edited the, this down just for the the purpose of fitting it into the show but uh here's that here's the scene that i think everybody's talking about that should get an emmy
7: a couple days ago you asked me why i came back to the island i need to find claire i thought maybe if i could catch up to you you could help me and then maybe if we could find her and bring her back to aaron then maybe all of this wouldn't have been for nothing i'm sorry i never should have followed you much time That was your house, right? With Juliet? Yeah. I'm sorry. You already said that. No. For Juliet. If I hadn't come after you on the sub, then you two would have left, and she would have never died. It's not your fault she's dead. It's mine. She was sitting right there, right where you are now, trying to leave this place. And I convinced her to stay. I made her stay on this island because I didn't want to be alone. You understand that, right? But I think some of us are meant to be alone. I going to ask her to marry me.
0: You could probably make it back to the temple
7: by night, Paul.
0: So yeah, that, that scene was very it touching, was. very moving. And if you like all that relationship crap, yeah. Give him an Emmy,
5: right? So here's the thing that while you, <laughs> while you're playing that, um, yeah, the chat room, someone said that um, that Darlington, yes, should get an Emmy.
0: Yeah, Damon and, and Carlton should definitely get an Emmy.
5: Absolutely, but I have to say that if they don't get an Emmy, they should be simply satisfied with me having dreamt about them. <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie! <laughs> no, and and I I'm all joking completely because they deserve it they're brilliant and that's all i ever want them to know is that i think that they're brilliant but um so the other morning i woke up um a little bit late actually because i kept trying to get back to sleep to finish my dream because i was having this dream that i met with damon and carlton and jj i'm pretty sure jj was there just because i really want to meet him but anyway so i had this meeting and they told me all about the ending of lost I just woke up and didn't remember anything.
0: But Stephanie, so, just so you know, Stephanie I knows. Knew,
5: I know everything. Stephanie it's in has there been. Somewhere. It has been
0: revealed. Every single detail of yeah. Lost has been revealed to Stephanie by Damon and Carlton and J.J. Abrams, but Stephanie can But cannot, only
5: in my dreams. But she can't remember
0: <laughs> any of it. Yeah. That really So, stinks. you
5: know that Lost has really taken over your life when you're like dreaming about these three men who I will probably never meet in my life? You just muted me. I did. I went to mute
0: myself <laughs> so I could cough.
5: So <laughs> now I'm anyway. distracted. Anyway, so um.
0: Oh, I'm sure yeah. you'll meet them. Eventually, they're gonna fly in for you one think? of our yeah, yeah one of our parties or something.
5: Well, considering we only have one left, that's yeah, <laughs> putting the pressure on. Which,
0: by the way, but, we're um, already planning for Sunday, May twenty third. We the are.
5: Way. We are. We started that this week. So yeah. Anyway, it, it was kind of funny. Yeah, I did.
0: Alrighty, so Jeremy wrote in the forum And uh, before I tell you what he wrote I'm supposed to hit this button first He swallowed it? Yes What's this? Tea (laughs) Why would you people want to kill
2: Saeed? We believe he has been Mesolitei Tandro Closest translation is Claimed Claimed By what? There is a darkness growing in him
7: and once it reaches his heart, everything your friend once was will be gone.
0: Uh, how can you be sure of that? Because it happened to your sister. All right, Stephanie, you want to read what Jeremy wrote there?
5: Sure. Um, so it just occurred to me, Dogen knows that Claire is Jack's sister. Um, how does he know that? Claire didn't know that Jack was her brother, so even if Dogen knows that Uh, knows knows her her that doesn't explain it. Um, Maybe the message... From maybe the message from the Onk is that how you, that's yes, how you say it, right. Exactly. Okay, um, Jeff Gentry wrote. Did he find out some way from Smokey as Christian somehow? When he wrote, um, didn't Ben have files on all the losties? Maybe it's in there, and Dogan has those files as well, or Ben shared them.
0: Right, and of course we have a link to that in the show notes for the conversation. Now, um, what I, I really like what Jeff Gentry wrote. Is is maybe he found out from Smokey as Christian because right,
5: because she called him Dad. When when Claire saw Christian, she called him dad.
0: Yes, she did. In the jungle. Yes, she you know? did.
5: I, I'm still thinking about on, um, on the pier. Kate said to James, a couple of days ago, you asked me why I came back to the island. She came back to find Claire, blah, blah, blah. I'm thinking, wasn't that like sometime last season, which was like a year ago? Anyway, um, keeping the timeline is hard. So... Yeah, so she called him. She called, she him called Christian Dad.
0: But even even if she didn't do that, which by the way, that's a great uh, way to point that out. I, I think that's great that you pointed it out. That would have been her talking to Smokey, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and but also, what even even if that scene didn't occur, we he, we have Smokey talking to Ben about what Locke's last thoughts were about how right. he felt when when Ben strangled him and my assumption is and what I still hold to the fact that um, he only took Locke's body when Locke's body was brought back to the island right. and that he only takes over their body after somebody's dead so but the thing is is he's demonstrated to me that he has the ability to Tap into the memories and the thoughts of the person's body that he's taken, and so therefore that's how he was able to communicate with Mister Echo through Yemi's body, and then also he wouldn't he then also know anything that uh, Christian Shepherd knew, right? So therefore he would know it that way, right? Interesting question, and thank you Jeff for posting that in the forum.
5: Um, before before you move on, just another way that that I I.
0: Or actually, that was uh, Jeremy. Yeah, go ahead.
5: Okay. So, another way that I completely know that Lost has taken over my life is that I was in the parking lot at the grocery store the other day and this person started their car and it sounded just like the smoke monster. Oh
0: my gosh, (laughs) Stephanie, come on. I
5: know. I'm like, seriously. Clearly, clearly Lost is all that's on my mind right now.
0: You're going to walk into like Except some kind day
5: when I can't even remember that I'm supposed to record tonight.
0: You're going to walk into some government office it's and they're going to be playing with one of those little calculators. They to
5: are. St- st- they are. I know. <laughs> it's like, ah, I'm going to run screaming. <laughs>
0: oh, my gosh.
5: It's everywhere. It's everywhere.
0: All right. Jeff Gentry did write in the forum about dark, his dark Claire questions. Who took her to the temple? And number one, did she ever go to the temple? That's my question. Uh, and maybe maybe I'm just missing something. I should have watched it a second time. Uh, why weren't the others there to give her the pill? And could a touch from Jacob cure the dark possession? So those are in- interesting questions. I don't think that I've well, seen that's any good rough, answers. because Jacob's dead. Well, he was still able to talk to Hurley and, uh, and still able to affect some things. But I don't Hurley know.
5: sees dead people.
0: Hurley does see dead people, but maybe I don't know. We'll figure it out.
5: So really, he can only be seen by Hurley and talk to Miles. uh, There's no touching going on. I don't know. Until he gets a new body.
0: Yeah, well...
5: Which apparently doesn't look to be like it's going to be Saeed's.
0: No, it's not going to be Saeed's, but I I think he'll have a new body. (laughs) I don't think we've seen the last of Jacob yet. And I do mean his body will be back.
5: Right. I don't don't think we've seen the last of Jacob.
0: All right. Chris K. wrote in the forum something about the sickness. Do you want to read that one, Stephanie?
5: So the thing... Okay. So the thinking by some is that the darkness was put into Said in the pool if the water in the temple, um, in the water, in the pool, if water in the temple, okay, people, we got to spell check.
0: <laughs> spell check the form,
5: please. And <laughs> or not spell, but grammar, yeah, okay. Anyway. So anyway, if, if the water in the temple... The water in the temple. Okay. (laughs) But there are two questions surrounding that. All right. Chris Kay will still love me tomorrow. We'll hope. Um, When did this happen to Claire? And then this is his. That's his question. Here's his thoughts. All right. Call me crazy. Certainly would not be the first time. But I think the sour water, in quotations is what he's calling it, um, that Ethan, okay, sour water, that Ethan gave Claire in the jungle exposed her to the sickness, Um, True, she wasn't dead at the time, but that's the only time it could have been that we've seen, and they did make a point to tell us there was something fishy with the water in the canteen. I should also point out that Ethan never took a drink from the canteen either. Maybe Ethan was in this episode to allude to this.
0: Okay, so uh perhaps basically what he's saying is that maybe this water that Ethan gave her in the canteen could have caused it. Yeah. Then number two
5: Number two, why does Saeed remember being shot, but Albert said that young Ben wouldn't remember anything. Maybe uh okay, they they made they made a point if saying something is wrong with the water in the ancient hot tub. <laughs> Could the water have been tainted so it affects Saeed differently than Ben? Just some thoughts.
0: I don't know. Uh, so Good, good thoughts. Th- there are good thoughts and good questions. Sam J wrote in the forum and he just wanted to share a bunch of things that were interested to, interesting to him uh, from this episode. He says, Ethan has his father's name Goodspeed in this episode, which Cliff and Stephanie pointed out in the initial reaction podcast. If Juliet detonating the Jughead only changed the future and not the past then Ethan was born to Horace and Amy like normal which we saw in season 5 and it's possible Horace may still be alive too uh, as he died in the 90s as he died in the 90s okay maybe
5: alive now too as he died in the 90s like ah, he didn't die right back in the 70s in- so we could,
0: we could we might see Horace Goodspeed alive today
5: We could. Okay, Okay. woman who was a nurse at the hospital was the same woman who was Aaron's nanny in the season four episode, Egg Town. Um, If this is significant, then it's another person who is involved with the whole Kate, Claire, Ethan, Aaron thing. Everybody who was involved in Aaron's life in the original timeline Seems to be involved in the alternate one also.
0: Almost as though he's a central character that seemingly things are being... He's like a magnetic force drawing these individuals to himself. Right. Hmm, interesting. Aldo was the other who was stationed outside the place where Carl was being held prisoner. And he was being brainwashed in season three. Alexandra, Sawyer, and Kate tricked Aldo, and Kate knocked him out, which is what Aldo was referring to in this episode. And then uh, Claire's... Okay. Yes. That's
5: good, because I forgot.
0: I know. I know. This is good stuff here. It is. Claire's and Saeed's darkness might be the same darkness that infected Rousseau's team, question mark, uh, as Dogen says it spreads. And then on the ultrasound... So, but I.
5: Okay. Go ahead. No, No, you. you. Go ahead. It it doesn't even make sense in my head, so I'm not even going to try to to get it out. But on the ultrasound in the alternate timeline, so in the flash sideways, um, when Claire looks at it, the date says October 22nd, 2004 at 929 a.m. Kudos to whoever, is it Sam? Kudos, Mm -hmm. Sam, for catching that. Uh, This is a whole month after Oceanic Flight 815 crashed in the original timeline. Um, Could it be just an error? But it seems not to be. Right. I would say that by this, um, when she got the ultrasound, yeah. I'm going to say that that's an error because Kate was just hiding from the police in the closet. And
0: yeah, the, well, the, the question is, is, th- is it the, an is, error
5: or is she still
0: or did the plane is the plane maybe a month later oh, than what it was? Originally? Okay. Okay. Cause I don't that know. Makes sense. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, it okay. could just be a, uh, you know, a proper error. But, you know, right. You, you just think that they would know about these things by now. Anyway, Sam J. Sam J. also wrote this in the forum, and I really, really like this. Are you listening, Steph? Mm-hmm. Also, Cliff's theory may not be wrong, as everybody else thought. The name of the woman who was meant to adopt Aaron was called Lindsay Bascom. That's L-I-N-D-S-E-Y B-A-S-K-U-M. The name Lindsay Bascom is an anagram for. Used by Malkin.
5: Okay, that has nothing to do with Thomas.
0: Uh, it, But it has everything to do with that whole storyline. But going back, Richard Malkin is the psychic. So I'm telling you. And then, of course, uh, he says also that Ethan Goodspeed is also an anagram of he's gone, adopted. Yes. So anyway, very cl- clever uses <laughs> I love of the people
5: sit down and figure these <laughs> I out. I know, I
0: do too. <laughs> There's
5: gotta be some kind of program out there. You can type it in there and is. give you all of them until one fits, right? Yeah, yeah okay. there is. All so right.
0: gives us insight into the future storyline for Claire, perhaps. These are these are the, uh point you know, these anyway felt these points were very interesting i do like used by malkin i
5: know you do especially because it fits your purposes well
0: well, the, well here's the thing though it, it's not ju- i mean come on this is this is not just coincidence
5: no all right? not at this point nothing is just yeah. coincidence
0: ethan goodspeed he's gone adopted okay maybe all right that one may be a little bit far stretch however the name Lindsay, Lindsay Bescom being an anagram for used by Malkin. The whole reason why Claire is going there because Malkin send sent Claire to there she's being used by Malkin for whatever purpose I'm telling you I think I'm on to something still my Thomas theory is still alive and kicking whatever. it's it's still got <sighs> one more life left in.
5: also it. from last week in their flash sideways son and Jen are not married son's surname is um, is is it Pake? Is that how you yeah, say? Yeah, Pake. Um, not Kwan, and neither of them are wearing a wedding ring.
0: Good catch on that.
5: Absolutely, but he still made her button her sweater.
0: He did. He did. So anyway, uh, let's move forward here. Chris K wrote in the forum: Mirror images, season one and uh, one and six. I'm now definitely seeing similarities between seasons one and six. The order of the character-centric episodes in both seasons has been the same. Episode one was about everyone, mostly focuses on Jack. Uh, Episode two was Kate-centric, and episode three looks like it's going to be about John Locke. I wonder if we are in for a huge twist at the end of the next week's episode, like like the twist that we got when Locke was in a wheelchair uh, at the end of Walkabout. In season one, Rousseau captured Saeed and strapped him down because he, she thought he had the sickness, and he didn't. In season six, super cool Kung Fu Master Guy, also known as Dogen, uh, has Saeed strapped down because he thinks Said has the sickness, and this time he does. Ethan's off-island interaction with Claire in season six is very familiar, yet totally different from the interaction in season one. I know the stuff in the medical hatch was actually shown in a later season, but the event actually took place during the same time frame as season one. Kate also uh, was present with Claire during uh, her, you know, this stuff. In both, both times. times. Anyway, Jack trying to save Said in season six felt very similar to him trying to save Charlie in season one. Now, a few questions or comments on the episode. He says, "I liked it when it ended, but after I I, I liked it when it ended, but after thinking about it for a while, I love it." Talking about the episode, mm-hmm. if they said Dark Claire has the sickness and she's like Rousseau now, did Daniel have the sickness? Danielle did Danielle have the sickness in season one? Uh, Let's see here. If Hurley is now lucky, Boone did not bring Shannon home and Locke went on the walkabout. Could this mean that Kate didn't do anything this time around and is innocent and possibly framed? Good stuff.
5: It could. It could. I mean, they've made it very clear that everyone's stories are slightly different this time. Exactly. And it's all intentional. Every (laughs) bit of it. And so, you know, even down to... Jack only having one bottle of alcohol versus the two. Exactly. So anyway, um, you know, Rousseau could have had the sickness all along because if she killed her whole team because they had the sickness, but Dogen says that it spread and she doesn't have anyone to spread it to, then I mean, couldn't she have had it the whole time?
0: I think so. I don't know.
5: I don't know. I'm just asking.
0: I don't know. I, I'm excited to see where it goes. I, I really... I'm, I'm not... You know, I am I mean, outside of my Thomas theory, I'm not the theorizing type, type of guy. But... Uh, okay, maybe I am. But anyway, let's just move on to what T- Tess has to say in the forum. It's something about Said being claimed.
5: Claimed. All right, let me scroll on down
0: here. Scroll on down, baby. All
5: right. So it's starting to feel like Man in Black is a god of the dead, while Jacob is a god of life. Hence, Flock slash Smokey gets to pretend to be dead people and also has the power to bring dead people back to life, Said He can also infect people with a darkness, although it's open to debate what this actually means, unless it's just a greater willingness to kill the others on sight. This infection is presumably what happened to Russo's crew, but not to Russo herself and to Claire. Since we've seen Claire with Christian Shepherd in the cabin and some of Russo's crew acting like Smokey is harmless, I'm assuming the darkness makes people somehow loyal to Jacob's nemesis, hence claimed. Ah. I think that the poison would probably have killed Said rather than. Killed the darkness in him, and it would have and it would only have worked if Said had taken it willingly. I get the feeling he couldn't have been killed otherwise. Hence, Jack had to give him the poison. I love that she uses hints. Just wanted to say that. <laughs> Given Sawyer's general disgust with the others and with Jack, one can imagine that it will be easy for Flock to get him on his side should he so choose. I fear you were headed. For, okay, I I figure we're headed for a The Stand type ending with the Jacob camp and Locke camping fighting it out. I loved Hurley's line, are you a zombie? The infamous zombie season theory is laid to rest. Not many reveals in this episode, but I was moved by Kate's tears after she realized that Sawyer was finally lost to her. Romantically,
0: see, I picked up on this. See, Other people did not agree with me that she was she she was actually upset about not being romantically connected to okay to and I picked up it and and that's what it sounds like uh, Tess felt as well. Okay. Anyway,
5: there was a lot of acceptance in her grief. I thought. Okay. In the off island stuff we're seeing a lot of deja vu moments for the characters as they seem to recognize each other but aren't entirely sure where or how. I wonder if they'll remember island stuff or will the characters' actions on the island somehow redeem their lives off-island so that even if everyone dies in the Jacob-slash-nemesis fight, they will have a happy ending off the island.
0: That is an interesting theory. And in fact, I'll even give you... It's an interesting theory. There you go. So I'll tell you what, Stephanie, the good news is that the rest of our notes are pretty much all audio feedback from our audience or from the community, I should say. I was doing a webinar today and I was talking about people's audiences and I said, I don't like calling our listeners our audience. They're our community. Absolutely. Anyway, uh, so the next one is John from New Jersey who suggests uh, maybe a theory based upon quantum theory or what is it? Physics. So here's what John had to say.
3: Hi again, this is uh, John from New Jersey, and I'm calling about the Lost podcast. And uh, I just wanted to give my little uh, quantum theory of Lost. And if you know anything about quantum physics, you'll know something about the double-slit experiment. Uh, If not, go ahead and Google it if you can. Uh, But basically, my theory is that all the characters on Lost are particles and waves, just like light. And as particles and waves go through the double-slit experiment, they create an interference pattern amongst themselves, which allows them to exist in two places and timelines simultaneously. So if you don't know about the the double-slit experiment, go ahead and Google it, check it out. Uh, But yeah, that's my quantum theory of Lost. Talk to you later.
0: Stephanie, you had a thought there, right there. I thought it was funny. Just
5: particle man, particle man.
0: What is that? And that's. Does whatever they, a particle can. They might be giants, right? Yeah,
5: that's why they might be giants. And so I have to apologize to John because I was totally lost. When, first off, I knew nothing of physics. Particle and um, man, man. I was singing this song in my head while I was listening man. because What's he like? we lost it's me a particle. Important.
0: Particle
4: man, is he a dot? Or is he a speck? When he's underwater,
0: does
8: he get wet, or does the water get him instead? Nobody
4: knows. Particle man,
0: triangle man. Triangle all right, who's the triangle man?
5: Triangle man I don't. Remember. man.
0: I'm sure it's a really deep theory there, John. I have no idea about right. anything with quantum physics and and all that other good jazz. But I did do this for those of you who will. You did check post out the
5: double slit. Experiment in the... I did. Yeah. I,
0: I looked it up. I've got the Wikipedia article, and it's linked in our show notes at gspn.tv slash lost231. But I'm liking
5: this... And I might read it, even though I probably won't understand it.
0: But you know what? Listen to what John said just now, uh, and try to get the Particle Man song from They Might Be Giants out of your head. I dare I, it's you. It's stuck. It's yeah. not going to happen.
5: <laughs> not going to happen.
0: However... However, listen to that. Keep, that keep everything that John just said in mind And realize this that, that John probably does not know Doug in Atlanta But listen to what Doug in Atlanta called in next
4: Hi, this is Doug in Atlanta Calling for the last season Of the Weekly Lost Podcast Yeah, I can't believe it either I have a theory As to one of the major plot points Of this final season of Lost And it's based on what we have already been told About the rules of the Lost Universe now, Mrs. Hawking famously told us the universe has a way of course correcting, that is, when things don't happen that should, the universe, whatever and whoever that is, works out another way to do it. Desmond was told this, and he saw it play out in the death of Charlie, which Desmond managed to put off for a short time. Now, if the universe course corrects, it means then, then it must be on some course in the first place. There is a part
0: of that that song that says Universe Man. Mm -hmm.
4: Desmond saw what must happen, Charlie must die, but he managed to avoid some of the ways the universe tried to get that done. Ultimately, though, the universe won. Now, here in Season 6, we clearly see a situation of parallel timelines. In one, the bomb went off in 1977, sunk the island, and our heroes landed in L.A. without incident. In the other, the bomb did not go off, and our heroes crashed on the island. The split in these timelines Ah. is clearly at the event of the bomb, and they appear to be existing at the same time, so to speak. A major event split the timeline. So, let's reconsider Desmond's visions of what he thought to be the future. Perhaps, instead of the future, Desmond, having been exposed to the magnetic energy underneath the swan station, got his superpower the ability to see the intended course of the universe. He could see the things that must happen. Each time he changed that course he created a parallel timeline, one in which Charlie did not die, but as we know the universe course corrected each time trying to do what must be done until finally Charlie did die. And the two timelines essentially merged into one where Charlie was dead. And that's what I think is going on with the Season 6 parallel timelines. The detonation of Jughead caused a huge rift in time and caused our time-traveling heroes to be yanked back to their own timeline. And now, the universe has its work cut out for it. It must now reconcile these two radically different timelines to get back to its actual course. I believe one of the main plot points of this season will be finding out how all this merges. Now this still leaves some open questions, of course, why were our heroes sent back to the late 70s in the first place? Uh, Was the detonation their purpose? And if so, then this really begs an even larger question, which of these timelines is the universe's real course? Did they get sent back, perhaps by Jacob, to actually do the course correcting? Did the detonation actually begin to set things right? Well, I leave it to others how to integrate this into some grand unified theory of loss. For me, if this theory winds up being right, I'll call it a win and be satisfied. Thanks for listening to it.
0: Doug in Atlanta, it's always a pleasure to hear from you, my friend. And for those of you who maybe want to go and take a look at that theory a little bit more in detail, over at the forum, he posted the transcript of that call that he had uh, you know, written out before he had called it in. So... Uh, It's over in the show notes: gspn.tv/slash/lost231.
5: Yeah, I'm gonna have to read that because I'm yeah, gonna um, have to watch that again. Exactly. Well, I was gonna say that, but it didn't really apply. Um, oh, okay. Because I'm I'm a little lost. <laughs> so I got I got the split. The Jughead called the split.
0: It's the it's the whole. The, the it's kind of like Mrs. Hawking said. Listen, you know the the you know the court. You can try to thwart what's supposed to happen, but what's supposed to happen is gonna happen no matter what. Okay. And so it it's course correction. So now he's saying that you know they did something kind of in the same way that Desmond kept trying to
5: to save Charlie to save Charlie. Right. Now
0: all of a sudden we got all these different people. And now the the universe is going to have to course correct all the events. And that's why that, that's why even though, uh, you know, Ethan's not on the island, it's still why Ethan is a part of Claire being, okay. you know, that time when they're, she's pregnant and and bringing these people to, you know, one another. And, and they're still so saying that's all. It, the universe is yeah. going to course correct Force itself. Correct. Right. The question is: Is what has to be corrected? Is the is the stuff we see in L.A. You know, 2004 four. Four? Four. yeah, two thousand four. Is that the real stuff, or is the island the real stuff? Which one needs to be corrected? But anyway, I think it is. It's an interesting theory. It is. So there you go. All right, so next up we have uh, Jason H., uh, our good friend Jason Highland, who called in from, I believe, Dallas, and uh, he had some thoughts about what we talked about with uh, Smokey and Locke last week.
8: Hi, guys. This is Jason in Dallas calling for the Lost Podcast. And I was calling regarding the uh, conversation you guys were having uh, regarding Locke and exactly when um, the man in black or whoever you want to call him actually was um, – you know, posing to be Locke. And I believe it was a process that started from the very beginning, but that we don't actually see um, the smoke monster take the form of Locke until after Locke is dead. And if you remember, you know, I haven't heard anybody say this, the very person that actually said, uh, John, you have to come back dead, it wasn't actually Locke that said that. It was the smoke monster that actually set Locke up to, to be dead so that he could come back and then that he could actually take the form of him. It's kind of crazy, but I think from the very beginning that the smoke monster had been looking and scanning some people to see exactly who he could use to find the loophole that he found to kill Jacob. So, And then when you see those references to Chess and Locke being a pawn, and he's been a pawn his whole life, and so the whole thing is that the smoke monster finally found the pawn he was looking for to be the loophole, and then he tricked everybody, he tricked Ben, he even tricked Jacob to find the loophole, and and finally got a way to to kill Jacob. So that's just uh, my my thoughts on you know seeing uh, exactly when and how and why the smoke monster chose Locke to be the one that he would pose as. All right, guys, talk to you later.
0: Jason, thank you for calling in your thoughts. And of course, does not that
5: fit what I said last week that he's been. That Smokey has been manipulating John the whole time. Yes,
0: it's exactly that. It goes right along with what you were talking about last okay. time. Yep. Okay. And then, of course, Matt from Daytona Beach also called in with some thoughts about Smokey.
10: Hi, this is Matt McEwen uh, calling from Daytona Beach, Florida. And uh, this is for the Lost podcast. Um... Love the show, guys. I've listened for years. This is the first time I've called in, and uh, something kind of uh, got me thinking that Stephanie had said in the uh, weekend uh, show, and that was that, you know, that something was different because, you know, we have two bodies with, with Locke as far as, the, you know, the smoke monster, there being something different there because, you know, there was his body, and it got me thinking uh, because that that's sort of the, you know, the first thing I said uh, as we were watching the show at our house having our lost party, but something that I thought about as I, as I went back through my brain, I think it's probably the opposite of that. And here's what I mean: I think every single time we've seen the smoke monster manifest itself or appear as somebody else, there's always been a body. You know, whether it was Yemi or Horace or uh, Christian Shepherd, um, it's just that you know that we weren't necessarily looking at the body at the same time as we were but um going back to something that cliff had said you know i think that i guess somebody has to actually be fully dead you know before you can um you know before he can sort of take the form um and i I do think it's interesting you know the sickness or whatever it is uh, i think it's interesting you know how immediately montan um when he loses his arm, uh, how immediately, you know, when when Smokey kind of takes him over or takes a shape or, or whatever, you know, he was saying he was fine and everything was rosy, everything's great. So there's this sort of deceptive nature about the monster as well. Anyway, sorry to battle on with you guys, but uh, just got me kind of thinking. Great show. Uh, I love it. And uh, I'll be uh, checking out some of your other podcasts as well. See you guys.
0: Hey, Matt, thank you so much. So glad you finally took a chance to give us a call.
5: Absolutely.
0: Love hearing from you, and you really can ramble Really wishing
5: on. I was in Daytona Beach, Florida right now. Yeah,
0: no doubt. Um, anyway, very good to hear from you. And, of course, um, anybody out there, we want you to know this is your opportunity. The weekend show is yours. It's eight five nine seven nine five four zero six seven. Give us a call. Yeah, we know that there are a ton of you out there that are listening that you've been thinking about calling. We know you've been thinking about it. It's time to give us a call. Call us this week, 859-795-4067. We're going to move on to Pedro, who is calling in from North Carolina.
2: Hey, guys, this is Pedro calling from Durham, North Carolina, a big Lost fan. Uh, just recently been turned on to your podcast. It's a wonderful podcast. Uh, I really like the format and how you guys approach the material. You don't come off as arrogant. You don't come off as trying to one-up everybody else by trying to get the coolest new little catchphrase. It's really nice, just the, the dynamic you guys have and just how comfortable you are with each other and discussing Lost, which is such a wonderful show. So thanks for that. Um just wanted to uh, touch base about the, your your comments on uh, the last podcast uh, about the show title for the season premiere, both episodes one and two being L A hyphen you know L A Space X. Um, one of the things, and I actually caught this as I was driving. You know, it's one of those things where two you know totally random ideas converge together to form maybe a cohesive idea. <laughs> and. Uh, my idea was this, you know, the old game where you play on the car tags and people will use numbers and letters and you try to figure out what little message they're trying to say? Well, that dawned on me as we were talking about the uh, L.A., you know, space X. What if L.A. is L.A. and then X is the Roman numeral ten, so you have L.A., LA, ten, ten, LA, ten for Latin. <laughs> I just thought that was kind of funny, probably not at all what they intend, but I thought it would be cute, Latin, uh, since that's what the uh, the others speak, you know, while eyes in the shadow of the statue, you know, yada, yada, yada. So anyway, just thought that would be a little fun bit for you guys to, to kind of throw in there. Hope you guys are doing well, keep up the wonderful work, and stay lost.
0: Bye. Pedro, thank you so much. That's awesome. Love the lighthearted theory, and I'll even give you... It's an interesting theory.
5: Absolutely, because, (laughs) well, they said that you can take it and interpret it, you know, was it a typo? Did they do it intentionally? But, I mean, he actually took it and... And made something from it.
0: There you go. That's
5: awesome.
0: There you go. And then, of course, last week we mentioned some stuff that Allison had said, and we, we quoted her as our source so that we could kind of, like, take the pressure off of us.
5: <laughs> we did. <laughs> <laughs>
0: anyway, Allison called in. This is what she had to say.
7: Hey, Steph and Cliff, this is Allison from Columbus. And just, this is for the Lost Podcast. And just finished listening to the episode, and I heard Steph give me a shout-out, and I just wanted mm-hmm. to give the reference for where I got my information, lest I be blamed if not all the questions are answered. Um, The article I read was in Entertainment Weekly last week before the premiere, and there was an interview with Damon and Carlton. And when they were asked if all of the mysteries would be answered or all of the questions would be answered, they said that they were not going to be able to answer all of the mysteries, but that those mysteries and or questions that were important to the characters would be answered, so they were bringing it back to being a character-driven story, which I know makes Steph and I very happy. Very. So hope that helps. And if they don't answer a mystery or question we all have, then it's their fault, not mine. Haha. Hope you guys
5: are well.
0: <laughs> Take care. Bye. That's very great. cool. Thanks, Allison. Thank you, um, Allison.
5: You know, you—they can't answer everything. No. And haven't they even stated that they're going into hiding after the finale, so that you can? You can interpret it your own way and there's still going to be confusion as to how it all ends. And yeah, you know, so right with with what Allison is saying, they're not going to answer absolutely everything.
0: I don't want them to answer everything because I'm still holding out for a movie. Okay. yeah, I don't want all the answers. I want to see movies later. And I know some people hate me for saying that, but you know what? People hate me for saying less. So anyway, <laughs> I, just a couple things here. I, I want to give a quick shout out if he's listening to uh, Steve Wessels in Nebraska. Uh, I was just over at New Media Cincinnati, a, a little gathering of some folks, and Joe Wessels happens to be his nephew. And Joe s- says, Cliff, you're not going to believe this. And he, I'm like, why he says, my, my uncle from Nebraska was in town. And he he just out of the blue he says, "Do you know Cliff Ravenscraft?" Because of course he knows that right, we're in the Cincinnati right, right. area. He's like, "Well, yeah, I know Cliff Ravenscraft." Really, no way. And it's like that is so cool. He's, he, I listen to their Lost podcast. It's the coolest thing. And and so <laughs> it is just amazing how you know. It, 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 anyway, Um it, it's funny because we're here, we're starting to have people like you know like people we grew up with. Right. You know, people we've known for years and years and years and they go places like way out of town. I'm talking like (laughs) all over the U.S. and they come back and tell us stories of, you know, I was I was talking to so and so and, you know, they were talking about the topic of lost came up and 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 your names came up in conversation. It's like and I didn't bring it up. They did. And it's like so it's it's pretty funny it's
5: funny and you know now people that we went to high school with are listening to different shows which is scary that know? is
0: scary and
5: and family members are you know, like extended family I don't think our our immediate family, our siblings and our parents.
0: My mom's starting to listen to stuff now that she has the Again, iPhone. So scary. It, th- no, what's well, scary she is listen this- to loss. So I'm just I know. safe. We're good. Gu- we're good here. <laughs> but she, here. she is, I think listening to the desperate she housewives is. show. and she,
5: I think she's listening to full time mom and because she sent me a couple of messages about, I really liked what you said here. And yeah. then I'm like, Hmm, what did I say? Because I, know. I don't remember. I know. Um, I say it once and then it's gone. Ah. I don't, don't expect me to remember anything I say ever. Um, that's not the truth. Yeah. Anyway, I'm bending the truth. But, um, but yeah, it's getting, it's getting kind of weird because now people in our, in our closer circle around us are, are listening and hearing us. And then I'm like,
0: ah, I, but I, I,
5: like, puts pressure. I can, I can under, okay. So the, the people who are listening in the community and the people who are in the chat room, um, There are, there are friends. They're my friends. And, and I could say, okay, they're my friends. I know them. They're listening. That's great. But then when you're like, okay, I sat next to this girl in high school and, you know, we weren't all that great. And now they're listening. That's a little weird for me. Yeah. That's weird for
0: me. I I just, I just love it when, but I love it. I love it when somebody who, who really has no understanding of any of the value of what we do here. You know, then all of a sudden they meet somebody that has who would who would seemingly have no idea who Cliff and Stephanie Ravenscraft are, and then all of a sudden, just out of the blue, our name is <laughs> right. popped up as you know. Well, can
5: like, I t- can I tell a quick story? One sure, j- j- real quick. Yeah, go um, ahead. It has. It's all our to do podcast. With what, we can do it that. Does, it does. All all to do with what we're talking about, but not regarding lost. So um, we when, got
0: the lost lost stuff in.
5: We, when we first got married, we attended a small Nazarene church. Yes, we did. Um, in Northern Kentucky, and we had some you know, some close friends who were our age mm-hmm. that, that we hung out with. Well, um, we moved on. They moved on. But we've come across this one friend several different times in our life, like through several different stages we we've um, been close with her. Oh yes. And you know who I'm talking about, yes, right? I do. Okay. And so here's so She's she listening. knows what we're doing. Yeah. She I don't know if she's listening to this. She's, but she she's not listening to this don't but she think is listening. She's listening, listening, to, this she's one, listening she's, to
0: the Twilight Saga exactly. podcast. And that's
5: what this is about. So one day she was out to lunch with a girl that she works with and they were talking Twilight and this girl says, Hey, I found this Twilight podcast. You should totally listen. It's this it's this married couple, Cliff and Stephanie, and, and our friend was like, I know <laughs> I
0: know, I know. It's great, isn't it? It's, yeah. fu- it's so, so much it's fun. just it's fun. We it have fun. fun. We, you guys, we love you. I'm serious. This, if you have not joined the community, oh my gosh, you have no clue what you're missing. If you've been out there, you've been listening for years. You've never called in. You've never come to a live show. You have never joined the forum at gspn.tv slash forum. You've, I mean, you haven't interacted with people on Twitter and Facebook and started connecting and and having conversations. And and trust me, folks, this all started with Lost uh, four years ago. Uh, this GSPN is not about lost. Our right. identity is not lost. Our, our identity is this community, and we encourage you to go to gspn.tv forward slash about.
5: Do you know what the great thing about the community is? Is that we're going to have people to mourn with when Lost goes off. We
0: will. <laughs> That's exactly right. And if you need, a, you need a Lostaholics Anonymous We group, won't.
5: We won't be the only people in the world without something to talk about. You know on. August 23rd, (laughs) you know, we're not going to be the only people who, you know, are sad. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway.
0: Anyway, we encourage you go to gspn.tv slash lost slash gspn.tv slash about. And if you do that, there are 10 different ways you can join the community. And I encourage you to read all about it.
5: Absolutely. So one other
0: announcement I have. Yeah. Yeah.
5: I was going to read it for you.
0: Oh, well, I don't want to read it. That's just a note just for the people who see the show notes.
5: Oh, okay. I just
0: want to say, I I, I put this out on our our blog. Hold on. People in the
5: chat room were like, August? Question mark? It's May 23rd. Okay, I was giving us some time. Obviously, we're going to be talking about Lost nonstop from like May 23rd, and it will slowly dwindle down, and so I picked the date that was...
0: Right. Far Although I want to finale. say this, one of the things that I want to say That's is That's the
5: only reason I picked August that and it's my birth month.
0: Exactly. It's your birth month. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So anyway, one of the thing is is that the Lost podcast, while it won't be weekly after the last d- season of Lost, uh, it's by no me- by no means are we going to go dark. Um, oh no! In Not fact, I think that once Lost is over, all the non disclosure agreements of the casts. Uh, of the cast and crew and everybody else associated with the show they'll all be ended so those people will begin to be they'll be free to talk about their experiences and stuff like that and uh you can bet that i'm going to get um my virtual assistant to to contact the pr people for for publicists for and agents for all those folks and see if we can't get lots and lots of interviews uh, next year so anyway oh announcement Initial reaction change time, I want to let you know, uh, I put a a public apology out there to everyone at gspn.tv slash blog. Uh, You can read it. Um, It it, it was totally, totally innocent on my part, but at the same time, it was not very well thought out. Uh, Last week, or in prior weeks, we told you that our initial reaction was going to start at 9.30 p.m. Or I'm sorry, 10.30 p.m., 30 minutes after the episode airs. And we realize and recognize there are... Don't we? (laughs) Okay, I recognize... This is
5: your apology. I know. Not mine.
0: I, I recognize that there are literally thousands of people out there who do not follow us on Twitter and Facebook, and that you basically came at 10.30 last week, or this week, to catch the episode live, only to find out there was only seven minutes of it left. Right. Because I... Decided the last minute to watch the show live and have a chat with everybody in the community during the show, which we never did before, but because we usually we start watching. We used to start watching the show about 20 minutes in.
5: We started watching it live at the end of last season so that you could chat with the chat room.
0: Right. But the, but I made it a point to do it this time. But anyway, we started early and I just decided, you know, ah, let's get this thing out of the way. I didn't want to lose the quote unquote initial feel of the episode. Right. But I, I want to apologize to anybody who came for the very first time or anybody who planned on coming and interacting with the community. At 10.30, only to only have eight minutes to do so. And that's my fault, and I do apologize. So there you go.
5: So y'all have guilted my husband into a time (laughs) slot, which we've chosen, and now I have to watch the episode live every week.
0: You do. Uh, We are going to start- And I'll be
5: thinking of all you lovely people during those painful, painful (laughs) commercials. No, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Nice, nice. I'm teasing, but it is your apology, not mine. Yeah. And- So that's
0: all. (laughs) I know. So anyway, um, just want to let you know, we are going to start officially at 1015 p.m. That way, uh, in the event that we decide to watch without commercials and DVR it and start it later, we can still we'd still have plenty of time. Mm -hmm. But also 1015 allows us to not let it wear off if we do watch it live. Right. Which I probably will do. Come and chat with us during the episode. Which is about what time
5: we started on Tuesday.
0: Yeah. Exactly. All right. Well, anyway, uh, that's all I have. Um, for those of you who don't like any type of spoilers or anything else like that, uh, one last thing, go check out some of our other podcasts over at gspn.tv. Uh, specifically, I would encourage you to check out uh, either twilightsagapodcast.com, familyfromtheheart.com, or fulltimemompodcast.com. One of those three. And uh, here is a preview of next week's stuff. And again, if you don't like to know anything then don't listen to this.
4: This isn't what was supposed to happen. What's going to happen?
2: You don't want to know what was supposed to happen. I know it. Because you don't
10: know what's going to happen. You know what? I'm not going to find out. Don't you want to know?
1: This is Lost Away Bonnie from lost.about.com with this week's Lost preview. The next episode is called The Substitute and will be on this Tuesday at 9 p.m. on ABC. ABC synopsis reads... Locke goes in search of help to further his cause. Hmm. Well, I take it that when they say Locke, they're actually referring to Man in Locke because Locke on the island is very dead. Although, they could be referring to Locke in the flash sideways. Locke is in a wheelchair working in a cubicle at a box company under Randy Nation's or Randy is just there, which is interesting because before, Randy went to work for Hurley at Mr. Cluck's. So either he doesn't do that in The Flash Sideways, or he went back to the box company after the meteorite hit the restaurant. We'll get to see most of the characters that we missed last week, outside and inside the foot statue, and both Alana and Ben look very sad over Jacob's death. In this episode, we'll see Rose, but not Bernard, Locke's girlfriend Helen and Randy Nations. We'll also see a woman named Lynn Karnoff who was in a Hurley centric episode, but I don't remember her. For more information, read my The Substitute guide and preview and check out the photos. This is Lost Away Bonnie Koval for GSPN's Weekly Lost Podcast and lost.about.com. All
0: right, Bonnie, thank you so much for that. And it is great to uh, get a little bit of an idea of what might be coming in that next episode. Although Stephanie took her headphones off. so I She did, has but you know no what? idea. It's I'm excited. My headphones
5: are so loud that not only can I don't just have to take them off, I have to like, put them on my leg. Yeah. Otherwise, I can still hear it.
0: Yeah. Well, anyway, it's exciting stuff. I'm looking forward to another episode coming up. We'll be doing our live initial reaction, 1015 Eastern Time. Come join us, gspn.tv slash live. By the way, if you're not on the mailing list, go over to gspn.tv slash mailing list and get on that and uh, you'll be kept up to date with some additional information that's not heard anywhere else. And uh, anything else you want to promote, Stephanie? While we've still got two minutes and forty-four seconds left in this music,
5: um, I don't know. I don't know what else to promote. I
0: how about know. Stephanie Unplugged?
5: Ha! How about it?
0: You uh, guys want to hear what goes by the goes way?
5: Here, <laughs> I have one. You want to take it off while I'm down here?
0: Oh yeah, I can do that. Sweet. Stephanie Unplugged is an episode that Stephanie does randomly <laughs> every now and then. Uh, and it's one of the Randomly.
5: things... <laughs> I just got that. <laughs> I know.
0: I know. Uh, but anyway, uh, we have a bunch of other shows. We have a total of 24 different podcasts here at gspn.tv. We also have this thing called gspn.tv plus membership. We want to encourage you to come check that out to where you get every single episode of every podcast that we produce. This is something Stephanie and I do full-time as our career. And uh, we'd love to have you go over to gspn.tv slash plus to learn more about that. I'll tell you what, I'm pretty much uh, wore out from talking. I'm still getting over my bronchitis. I'm actually doing a lot better than I have been. But uh, I think I think we should just say thanks for everybody uh, coming out live. Those of you in the chat room tonight, thank you to everybody who called and left us uh, voicemail feedback. If you want to leave us voicemail feedback, go ahead and program our number into your phone, 859-795-4067. Again, that's 859-795-4067. We'll be back next week. Until then, everybody, stay lost. Sounds good, doesn't it? Yeah, I'm telling
5: you, they're totally talking about ice cream in the chat room.
0: Mmm, ice cream. I know. Kroger run? Maybe. You put some clothes on?
5: Not a chance.
0: <laughs>
5: <laughs> going in my pajamas, or I'm not going at all.
0: You want to go? Huh? Nothing. No,
5: you can, but. Ah. Uh. Uh. Buddy. Bye